That's what we should do. It's just an hour straight of us just doing Foley work. Foley work. Yeah, totally. It's just going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. All right, here we go. <clears throat> that was Welcome a horse. Everybody. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <for the> love. <laughs> that oh, was my, I was did doing a see? horse. You told me to I do was like, Foley work. I did a I horse. I was like winding back. Did you, you could actually physically see me winding you. back to do the intro. Yep. And then uh, you just... Uh, uh, just I just wanted to see if I could do a horse. Then. I'm not going to do it I again, feel like Scott Storm. If we, if we were st- if we were sports fans, I would say that was a flag on the play. Hey, <laughs> remember in the Instagram <laughs> live feed when you didn't know what tailgating was? Oh, uh, well, what's it I, called when you sit on a tailgate and you eat food and there's like uh, scorekeeping? You know, that thing where it's like a party, but it's in your car, but you're with other people and they're having parties in their cars. What's that thing what's called? It called? It's a drive in. <laughs> Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest place on earth. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bob's Hoods and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things that the Disney company owns that we love. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my co-host, the lovely, the entrancing, the enchanting, Aaron, absolute humidity, hey, Robbins. Hey, pretty good. Pretty good. I am uh, entrancing. You are that, entrancing and enchanting. Thank yeah, I'm you. sure. I bet you you do. You um, you've got you've got a way about you. I would Thank say you. if I could sing like Billy Joel, I would say that. I would say, but I'm not going to. It's the beard. I think. I think it's my Corona beard. Yeah. So tell me about this Corona beard. How, okay. How's that going for you? It's how's terrible. That, I mean, yeah. Are you doing it just to see if you can do it? Is this a thing that you like to do? Well, it's really a subtle rebellion. It's like if I can't yep. get a haircut and I, there's not really any reason for me to look a specific way for any reason. You and I have attended plenty of high level meetings dressed sort of my, my pretty much how we're dressed right now. <laughs> I wish that I had I wish I had the follicle courage to grow uh, a beard because uh, I have tried to grow a beard before and what it results in is just like wicked mutton chops and a very creepy pencil thin mustache at the top. So I almost feel like it's a little bit like, I feel almost like a little bit like a Johnny Depp facial hair, like a guy who really should not be from Super Mario brothers, like a, like an over, like an over 40 Luigi. No, just that's too much. That's okay. just too much facial hair. Mine is much more creepy, but I can definitely grow like Wolverine styled mutton chops. Welcome so just none of it to works. Mario Brothers and Meanderings, guys, a podcast about a podcast where we just talk about whatever we want. Mushroom hey, Kingdom or growing question. beards, whatever. Whatever. Did we, did we do the intro? Yeah, we did the oh, intro. Cool. Don't you so remember? this is officially the podcast. Uh, uh, overall, banter, banther, week. How was your week? Good. It, did we have it? Has time elapsed since the last episode? I don't. I don't recall it, days. It does of the not week. feel like it. Yeah, I don't feel like anything has happened since then. So I'm going to go with my standard answer. Everything is terribly wonderful. Terribly wonderful. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would. I will echo that statement. Uh, and you know, are people tuning into? I feel like every podcast, right? Every podcast is. We've hit that critical mass in talking about the coronavirus, yeah. where every podcast like acknowledges the fact that we're still under quarantine, but then is trying to quickly move away from it so that it doesn't become a podcast about quarantine, unless it's a podcast about quarantine. I launched my band, so that's good. My my musical career is taking off. I'm literally taking the world by storm. 
do you want to uh, do you, you want to make a, an official official announcement on this uh, this year podcast? Uh, I was told somebody that I was uh, starting a music that I was starting a band, and they're like, yep. "Oh, how, that's cool! How many how many people you got in your band?" And I was like, "Well, this is just me." And they were like, "That's not that's really that's more of an act. That's not really a band." So, and then you said, "Um, I have two words for you, Trent Reznor." Yeah. <laughs> and they said, "Wait, who is that?" And you're like, "Okay, let me try again." Nine inch nails, and they go, "Wait, wasn't he a whole band?" You're how like, many well, nails were there? It was really yeah, just the not, one. Not nail. initially. That's that's good. Uh, the name of my band is not Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> it's the opposite of that. It's called uh, Harold and the Yetis. I like it. <laughs> I like it, okay. and I'll tell you why I like it. All right. Because I love like throwback names. I love the i love the name and the right yeah because it's like uh, my, a nod to the 50s and all nod that to the 50s stuff. my favorite kind of band name is where they just take the first and last name of the main person and just split it up so like yours would be aaron and the robinses right <laughs> yeah. mine would be scott and the storms like where it's just it lacks any originality whatsoever and it clearly says we oh, we have our hopes pinned on this one guy yeah, this one guy. Uh, so Her- so Her- was Harold and the Yetis. Harold and the Yetis. Yep. Harold and the Yetis. I like that. I yeah. like that. Is it all Disney based? Is it a Disney yeah. based uh, musical act? It is. I'm yeah. Sorry, is, so, can yeah. I say act? Is that is that appropriate? I feel like like my people would prefer if you called it an act than a band. But uh, yeah, it's all Disney. D- Disney. Uh, you know, EDM, dance, dubstep. So it, it's it's not music you're going to yes. enjoy listening to, but. Uh, you know, I've I've once described a dubstep as music that Transformers would love. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, then you. Yeah, that's this is. Uh, and I music love Transformers. That, yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. I can't wait to listen. Do you? Uh, are you going to be releasing tracks anytime soon? Yeah, man. I just finished a unbirthday track, which is a remix Sweet. and a reimagination of the uh, of the unbirthday song from Alice, and it's pretty it's pretty hopping. I like that you have that talent. I wish I had that talent. Uh, like like you, I'm in a profession where it feels like I spend an entire week moving papers from. Do you think our audience from- wants to hear it? Do you think our audience wants to hear a song? Should we put one on the podcast? Yeah, I think they want to hear it. I mean, if our uh, can you listen if- to it on your computer? I'll tell you where to go, and then I'll edit this out, and I'll put the actual track in. You can tell me what you think. All right, here we go. Unbirthday song remixed? Yeah. There are 364 birthdays. Ha <laughs> ha! 
now, 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 blow the candle out, my dear, and now, now, blow the candle out, my dear, and make your wish come true. I've just Live listened reaction. to Unbirthday. Live reaction. 364 I... Unbirthday debuted here on the Bob Suds and Banthas podcast. Live reaction from Scott Storm, who just heard something. Well, you just heard it too. Everybody listening just heard it as well. Something like music. It's definitely something like music. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it feels like... So there's a lot of twinges of the Main Street electrical parade in there. Yeah. And and I so there's like there's this interesting nostalgic feel to it and yet it's also like this club track. And uh and and then there's the throbbing beat which I really like. Again, uh I happen to be a fan of dubstep um even though it it it's it's it can be music that Transformers love. So I feel like this is the perfect like this is Transformers theme park. Like if okay, if you were to build if you were to build Disney land on cybertron and then you were to have the main street electrical parade i feel like this is the undercurrent of the cybertron version of the main street electrical parade and you've just got autobots on one side of main street and decepticons on the other side and they've just got their uh their their mickey ears on and they're just uh and, and they're just throwing their hands up and and waving to the floats that's what it feels like to me I, i'm enjoying it i like it and it also reminds me of I had this, I had this album, uh, I guess it was a CD. I had a CD that was called Acid Xmas and it was like <laughs> club track remixes of classic Christmas carols. And yeah. my favorite track on this one was like this dubstep version of Carol of the Bells. Okay. And that's what yeah, this yeah, reminds yeah. me of. This nice. is, that's what this reminds me of. So yes, yes. I like Harold and the Yetis. It's an unassuming name. Cause you think it's going to be a doo-wop group, but no, <laughs> boom, it hits you. <laughs> yeah. and you're looking to the left and bam, it hits you from the right. And it's like, no, this is uh, we're doing uh, some, some serious club music here. I don't know. I don't, I don't enjoy music, but I like, I enjoy making it. And for me, uh, uh, so much of my day is spent working and doing things for other people, things that need to be done, which I also like, but I do very few things where it's just for me and there's no expectation. I'm not going to be a professional musician. I don't think it's any good. Yeah, you're so just it, doing it for yourself. It's, it's just for you're me. You're doing yeah, it for the it's, loves. It's just, it's just, yeah, it, it humors me. And so that's why I, I do it and happy to bring it to the Bantha Tears so they can I, I'm glad that the Bantha Tears were the first to listen to it. Uh, and I think Harold and Yeti t-shirts are going to be going up on our t-shirt or T-Republic oh, yeah. uh, site as soon as we get uh, a T-Republic site up there. There you go. How's your week? Or tea public. Tea public. Oh, it's good. You don't want to hear all about it. It's fine. Coronavirus. Am I right? Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about yeah. Disneyland. Yay. Disney. Or let's uh, let's talk about the Walt Disney Company. Walt Disney Company announced this week during an uh, earnings call that Shanghai Disneyland is going to be the first Disney park to reopen. Wow. And uh, and they they followed that with a message from Disney Parks uh, chief medical officer. Her name is uh, a Dr. Pamela Heimel. She has like a whole thing that she put up on the Disney Parks blog, basically saying, "Hey, listen, we're uh, you know we're concerned about uh, our guests. We want to make sure our guests have a safe time as we look toward reopening the parks. Uh, we're going to have phased reopenings. We're looking at all the locations on how to begin the reopening process. We're going imp- to be implementing physical distancing and capacity measures. So we had talked a little bit, I think probably a couple weeks ago, about um, how many people are in queues, how many people are in restaurants and hotels, and what that's going to look like." Like, so they're taking a look at all of that. 
they're trying to figure out, uh, I think they're, they're moving at least in this, in this, uh, blog post that she made, they're looking at, uh, exploring, uh, virtual cues, more virtual cues for yeah. their attractions and, and where they're going to put that. And they're going to try to check be in using a smartphone or some other smart device. And then you don't actually stand with people in a line. You kind of wonder about the park and wait to be called. Not unlike waiting for a seat at the Red Robin or TGI McFunsters or anything like that. Yeah, they give you they give you the little uh, the little vibrating coaster that lights up and yeah. you put it in your back pocket, right? And then you go oh, to your, your Barnes and Noble that's next door. Not and Matterhorn, yeah, but your 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 ride, your attraction yeah, seat is your bobsled. Your bobsled is is now boarding. Yeah, the issue. I mean, I I, I have always had trouble with with fast pass with virtual queuing uh, and how it now relates to social distancing is that when you give something a virtual uh, queue spot or a fast pass, they don't leave the park. They don't go back to their hotel room and take yeah. a nap. They just go, right. they go clog up a, a thoroughfare somewhere. I don't know what the capacity is going to be, but in my mind, it's got to be pretty low to keep those, those walkways open. Or well, it's I something think what, like it's just a heyday. When they open it up, it's like the best intention. It's, it's like launching a, a piece of software. You're like, I don't think it'll be probably be fine. Like nobody's going to download it. We, we got ton, tons of time to scale up. And then, and then they sudden, open it and it's like, whoa. Oh, whoa. All of the benches are full. More benches. Double-decker benches. So uh, Orange County in Orlando, uh, or Orlando is located in uh, in Orange County, Lake Buena Vista, uh, Orange County, Osceola County. Um, they had a task force where they were talking about the tourism industry. They were specifically uh, identifying Walt Disney World and saying these are the measures that we're all that we're going to want to see in place as we begin to reopen. And they talked about half capacity. Now that's Disney World. That's not Disneyland. But clearly Disney is going to be taking a look at how do they manage their own capacity at least initially and does that mean that you're going to have a, a, a you know a period of time where you can attend the park and then they're going to sweep everybody out so you get six hours in the park and yeah. somebody else gets six hours in the park i think they're going to be taking a look at all these things uh, obviously uh, this blog post also mentions increasing cleanliness and sanitation and so they're going to be there's going to be a whole new workforce about sanitizing rides oh, and cleaning cleaning up high t- touch services Oh, I, I mean, well, it's, it's a, it's a costuming opportunity, right? Really, right yeah. now. Right. I mean, like I, you know, you've got custodial, but then you've got like the strike no, no. team of custodial. Yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go the yellow, the yellow people from uh, monsters incorporated. We got a yes. oh, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. They already have the outfits. Yeah. That's right. You just put them in that. And then when they're done wiping down the high touch services, they can sign some autographs and take some photos. Totally. Every once in a while yeah. they put a sock on somebody. It's cute. It's perfect. Yeah. I, I love this. When you go back to Disney your Disney park at some point in 2020 to 2021, uh, it's going to look different. It's going to yeah. look different. It's going to feel different. I'm curious to see what the effect this has on the actual capacity of the resorts, because I'm wondering, you know, if you're telling me, Hey, listen, you can go to Disney, but you got to wear a face mask and you're going to have to have your temperature checked and we're not going to have characters yeah. for you to meet with. And none of the rides you know, are open. I got this all figured out. What you do is you, uh, you get a couple bottles of those Clorox wipes, you know, any company will do that makes a disinfectant wipe. And what Disney does is they just make a suit. You make a suit out of that, you know, like a three-piece well, yes. suit. And then when yeah. it dries out, what they have is like, if you'll see it, like some zoos, they have like a experience what a tornado is like. And you go into a little room. Sometimes they spin, you know, yeah, money they just, around. And they just re-douse you. With yeah. They, yeah. You go into one of those, you pay five bucks and you get your Clorox suit re-upped for like another could hour. We, could we combine this with our idea of a uh, poncho diaper yes. or a poncho wrestling singlet? It's perfect. Right? It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And so now you buy your poncho. And uh, if it rains, you're okay. And uh, and if there's uh, if there's a you're little corona virus, okay. yeah, you're you're corona okay. Yeah, 
Well, listen, so in addition to all these things that they're doing, uh, this week, Disney introduced cloth face masks uh, into their Disney store. So you oh, can order. You can order. completely un- unlikely. You think it's unlikely? I feel like it's the natural extension. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, that's oh, yeah. Okay. Saying. You're being sarcastic. Yeah, of course you were. Uh, so you can get you can get your Star Wars theme mask. You can get your Marvel theme mask. I think there's like a Winnie the Pooh theme mask. Of course, and of yeah. course, you got your. So, uh, you know, I I don't know how I feel about this. I think maybe they're I donating again, I'm, the proceeds, right? Like they're not keeping any money from this, right? Right. Yeah. They're they're the, anybody who buys these things, they're. they're they're giving away to families and communities in need. So it's going to a good cause. These are good things. These are obviously necessary things for the time that we live in right now. Uh, and How do you, you feel know, about your bringing... brand being associated with that. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing in your opinion where it's like, just because we can put cute characters on it, does that mean we should put cute characters on it? I think that's, a, I think it's a really good question. And you got to know the, you got to know which way the wind is blowing right now. And the wind is blowing toward face masks. So yeah. do we want everybody, especially when you think about kids and I, I, I hate the, the thought that kids are, are going to be out there and they have to wear face masks. But it, you know, if everybody's going to be wearing the, the, what's it called? The N- M90, M95, is that what's called? Uh, N95 yeah. N- face mask? The N, N, uh, as in Knight Rider. <laughs> no, no, cut this out, please cut this out. No, there's no way it's getting cut out. Was that oh, Knight, no, is that was that Night Rider spelled with a K? And though was it like Night Rider? No, 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 it, it was spelled it was spelled with a K. That was a, that was my weak attempt at a okay. 1980s reference joke. Wah, the point that I'm making is wah, wah, if, if, if oh, I was going to do the Airwolf theme song. Sorry, I think you meant. That's the one. You almost went into Indiana Jones there, but you reeled Airwolf back, and I appreciate well, yeah. that. Uh, so, you know, people are people are going to have to be wearing these masks if they if they, people. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, we live in a world where we now have to wear cloth face masks when we go to Target. This is a crazy world we live in. So, I guess if we got to do this, if I'm going to wear one that's got Hulk's face on it, so be it. Baby Yoda, fine. It's fine. We had a it's guy fine. that dropped off an Amazon package. I just happened to be on the porch of my house hanging out with the kids doing whatever. And an Amazon, like a, you know, not like an Amazon, Amazon delivery guy, but like a, like an off Amazon delivery, like a para network. <laughs> was he guy. a cat burglar? Was he, was he casing your house? No, 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 he was, was he was, you know, he was, he was a white van, a white van driver. Yeah. Okay. So he had a package and he was coming up and he kind of looked at me and I'm like, we're all social distancing. It's all good. So I just gave him like, oh yeah, you could just put it right there. Like you don't have to come and interact with me. I want to make sure you're safe. Just go ahead and just put it down right where you, where where you're at. Put the package down. (laughs) Sir, don't take another step closer. (laughs) But uh, he put it down and then he gave me a look like, "Uh uh-huh. And I was like, oh, was I? did you want to come further up and, and then he walked across my grass which it's not a big deal but it's kind of a no-no like you know you, yeah, you use right, the pathway yeah. like everybody yeah else. there's a pathway right there <laughs> and okay. then as he was on my grass he gave me another like mad dog look back like you son of a gun and i was like oh man what did i do like i feel like we're supposed to social distance like you don't there have to is, come all uh, up here yes we're ca- we're caught in the middle of just awkwardness right i yeah. mean we're just I, how, how do we interact with each other and and we're, we're trying to be kind and considerate to others but we can't we can't have real contact with it's all very weird so so again like 
And Disney's making cloth face masks for people. I guess buy them. If you like them, great. Don't wear them if you don't want to. I don't really know what we're supposed to be doing right now. All I know is I've got my Star Wars. I got a Star Wars face mask that my 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 beloved mother-in-law made for me. I'm very happy yeah, about I've that. Yeah, I've seen yours, yeah. Uh, so, so I'm going to be wearing that when I have to. It just feels to, like and cloth face masks are the new bumper stickers, right? Like eventually the cloth face masks are just going to devolve to like sort of witty puns, you know? It's going to be like, my other mouth is a river. What I'm, re- <laughs> what I'm really hoping is that cloth face masks are are the hypercolor t-shirts of uh, of the oh, like where you breathe on 20s. it and you can see like the outline of somebody's mouth because where the heat is. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And it just the color changes. Uh, you know, it's a fad. It's fine. Uh, it, it's it serves a purpose for for what it is right now. It goes away, and we don't have to think about it anymore uh, until twenty years from now when they pop up on eBay and they're, they've become collectors' items. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Can we I all can a, we all agree that's what we're hoping for? I had a Corona scone this uh, this this week. Is that a scone that's uh, baked with Corona, or is that uh, what is that? It's a, a, a scone, scone you eat during quarantine. A, a Corona. My Scorona. Stingy. <laughs> moving on. Disney's Avengers Campus uh, is not MCU canon. The snap what? never happened at Avengers Campus. Blasphemy. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? So uh, Iron Man is is alive and well. Of course. Uh, Spider Man's identity has not hey, been hey, revealed. Hey, 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 hey. When, when we open the what? new when we open the new theme park, uh, uh-huh. it seems Re- like people want Iron Man there. What do you think about that? Well, no, we can't do that. I mean, uh, Iron Man's been killed off. We killed him off a year ago. We can't possibly have know, Iron Man there. No, but people really want to have their picture taken with Iron Man. Is there any way we can, like, undo that? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, what we'll do is we'll have Iron Man robots, and uh, and everybody gets a picture. Everybody can take home an Iron Man robot. How's that sound? Because uh, my cousin kind of looks like, uh, oh, darn it, what's that guy's name? Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. <laughs> and he's out of work right now, so you, uh, you're going to have to come up with something else. This bitch just fell apart. This bitch just fell apart because you cannot remember the most popular actor in America <laughs> right now. I don't care much about this. Do you? Do you care that the uh, MCU Adventures Camp Adventures no. Campus is not? Uh... I, d- I don't. I don't listen. I don't care that Galaxy's Edge has to be in a particular era of Star Wars. I don't care that Avengers Campus takes place in this particular timeline. This is what I want. I want to see Spider Man. I want to see Captain America throw his shield. Uh, I want to see them fight against Doctor Doom or something like that. It doesn't. M- it doesn't matter to me when it takes place. Just I want to see Iron Man me. fight against Captain America. How amazing that would be. I would. I would. Pay extra for that show if they could guarantee yeah. that iron man wins you're not familiar with my distaste for captain america that, that would i'm be- not uh, you clearly are not familiar with my love of captain america oh no this oh man we got we got a real civil war episodes, thing going guys, on right now like we made seven episodes there we go there we go look forward to that in the summer all right so you you don't care that avengers campus <laughs> no. is not mcu canon right i don't, I don't care, care at all. okay we'll we'll move on kevin smith wrote a kingdom keeper series for disney plus and that series got killed uh, are you, 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 of course, you know who Kevin Smith is, I'm right? I'm very familiar with Kevin Smith. And famed so would, writer and director of Clerks and uh, uh, the, the Viewisk universe. And I feel like we're using that word famed out of context. The creator, the creator of those things. He, he is the creator. Yeah. I mean, he, he achieved fame as a result of that. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then summarily handed it back with uh, some of his later films. But I'm, a, oh, I'm a, yeah, I mean, yes. I'm a huge yes. fan. I was a huge fan of Clerks. Huge fan in college. I watched Mallrats as if it were Star Wars. Um, Who was not a fan of uh, Kevin Smith in college? And yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, a run up to uh, the run up to Chasing Amy was a good run. My only thing was like Kevin Smith really was. Uh, does he seem like a? Does Disney? concerned with all like he doesn't seem like a very uh like family friendly type of creative and I, I i feel not like great saying that because i'm sure that he is and i know that he has a daughter named harley 
after Harley Quinn and all that kind That's of right. stuff like that. And so That's I'm right. all I'm all appreciative and, and I'm a I'm a huge fan. But it just seems like it, there's a lot of like you know uh, crude humor, and I just I wouldn't peg that as like a Disney pick for a kids series. But he is an and excellent he, writer, and when he writes comic books like Green Arrow and right. some of the bat, he crushes. Like he's a very good writer. Yeah, I mean, he's he really knows pop culture, and he knows what people love about pop culture. So to write a series like Kingdom Keepers, which is the idea of a bunch of teenage kids that uh, are there to protect the Magic Kingdom and and uh, and all the Disney parks uh, at night when everything comes alive, uh, you know that that seems like the type of wheelhouse that a guy like Kevin Smith would love to explore. Absolutely, uh, the dialogue would be amazing. Yeah, and, and I think I think he could wheel back from his his crude drug humor in order to make a family friendly Disney uh, Disney fair. Yeah. I think he could do it. I'd actually love to see it, and I'm actually disappointed that that Disney shelved this or killed it or whatever they did because I feel like this is the type of series, the Kingdom Keeper type of series, is the perfect series to go on Disney Plus uh, for, for a subscription service that desperately needs uh, new and unique original content. Can we talk know? more about Disney Plus? Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Have you watched Prop Culture yet? I watched the first five minutes of the Tron episode of Prop Culture, okay. and then I got pulled away from it, so I couldn't finish it. So, so the answer is no, but I've tried to. The Mary Poppins episode of that is, uh, prob- for me, it's probably the best thing on Disney Plus right really? now. All of the episodes are decent. Um, but the, the Mary Poppins one is super special, uh, just because of my love for that movie. First of all, it has the remaining Sherman brother who, you know, wrote all yes. or most of the movies. Is that it, uh, Howard, Howard yeah. Sherman? I'm not sure which one it is. Which Sherman? Ri- okay. Right. Richard and Howard were R- the names. R- it's Richard. Richard Sherman is still alive, I believe. So ha- he's on there and, and, and they, you know, they do some stuff in Walt's office. And if, if you're just, if you're a hardcore Disneyland Walt old school just the, the, the opening of the studio the, the there's just like teary moments in this this thing about props about uh the music and the all this stuff it's great the mary poppins episode i can't recommend enough so i was gonna say this show is about this show is about a collector that goes to find pieces is that is that correct yeah the premise is more he, he actually reunites uh actors or people that worked on the film with the props of the film so okay. it's, it's less about collecting and more about reuniting uh key people that worked on a film with either the props that they built or the props they interacted it's, with. it's, it's endearing it gives you just like a, oh, yeah. a, a warm a warm feeling at the at the end of it yeah not every episode but that that one's really that one's really good and the tron one's pretty decent too Robert and Richard Sherman. Robert oh, okay. Sherman. Bob Sherman is it was his name. That that's the the brother who is no longer with us. Richard Sherman still around. And man, I love I love hearing him give interviews. By the way, like he's just he's one of those guys that just has such a zest for life. And yeah. and I just I, I, it's I, if you ever get a chance, just go on YouTube and watch him just talk and then play play the songs that he wrote. Uh, the Sherman Brothers soundtrack. If you like, that's a that is a a high rotating or, or, or I should say an album that's in high rotation in our house. Is just the Sherman Brothers soundbook or songbook because you just like, you cannot believe how many hits that those brothers oh, wrote for Disney. It's I just know. amazing. It's just yeah. amazing. You want to keep uh, you want to keep talking about uh, some news, some hot news information. I only want to talk about it. I'll pick one. If you want to pick one, that's cool. We can move on. Uh, I okay. saw another one of these news articles. 
uh, that said like a neighborhood makes a mini Disneyland, like oh, neighborhood yeah. comes together. So I saw another one of those came out today. It was about a, uh, something in Utah where the, okay. where they made a mini Disneyland. And because I'm a cynical, just terrible, uh, self-absorbed person, I was like, oh man, not again. And you I saw the, take a look at this yeah. mini Disneyland. <laughs> and I saw the pictures and I was like, oh, that, that does, that's not Disneyland. Uh, but then I actually read the article and it turns out it was a, it was an entire neighborhood. Like it was several streets. I want to say like it was like eight streets where every house kind of participated on all of these streets and everybody just did a little a little nod to Disneyland uh, on their house. So kind of like during Christmas when people put, you know, stuff in their front yard, wood cutouts and they light them up. Um, so sort of like a coordinated effort here through the, coordinated through the entire effort neighborhood. Coordinated effort to have a nod to different parts of Disney and Disneyland at every house for like an eight block radius or an eight street that's, radius. That's sweet, right? It did. Yeah, it sounded cool. I, they, that news story took me from a skeptic to to cool, cool kid, kid dick. I, Mick. To 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 what? I don't know. What did you say? Skeptic cool to what? Cool cool kit kit? That's <laughs> yeah. what you said? I don't know. We got to bring on our special guest. We absolutely do. Uh, let me give uh, let me give one more yeah, uh, hot it. piece of news information. So Disney revealed the gray stuff recipe this week. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, in spoiler alert, it's chocolate pudding, what? um, for those of you who, who, who did know, uh, but the gray stra- the gray stuff recipe. And now I can't remember. Can you get this at Disneyland? What? Can you get the gray stuff at Disneyland? I've never or heard is this of it. Only- be- I've never heard okay. of it before. Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. Don't believe me. Ask the dishes. What movie is that from? Oh, uh, uh beauty and the beast. There you go. Very good. So, so this is served at the, uh, at the, I believe the Red Rose Tavern and the the yeah, and we the, don't have the that Beast in the Beast Restaurant. I can't remember what the Beast Restaurant is called at uh, Walt Disney World, but they serve the gray stuff. It is a it is a dessert. Disney has revealed what the gray stuff recipe is, and at this point, you had asked me a couple weeks ago, like when does Disney hit the bottom of the barrel yes. for the recipes? Yep. And uh, I don't think this is a bottom of the barrel because actually I think this is one of those recipes where there's been some mystique. Again, the micro correction that we were talking about yeah. last week about the blue and green milk where it's like, ah, I think it's this. Nah, I think it's this with a little bit of this. Like the gray stuff is one of those things where I think relatively the recipe was unknown and then Disney reveals this. And so now I feel like now I feel like in Disney's attempt to, to continue to have like the goodwill of Disney brought home. Yeah. I feel like they're just giving out that they're just open up their bag of tricks and they're like, here's another bag of trick kid. Here's another bag of trick. Uh, and, and I feel like it's, it's, I don't want this much magic being exposed over the internet. I just feel like they're releasing too much right now. Do you feel like they're releasing too much? I do. I mean, they got to have something every week. They got to have a new thing every week. They're going to be like, I just, uh, and like they've got the Dapper Dan's they're the Dapper Dan's are doing their Dapper Dan thing on YouTube and they're all in their homes. And I'm like, the Dapper Dan's don't live in modern homes. They live on main street. They they live up, they live upstairs on main street. They come down to perform for everyone. And I just feel like, uh, Hey, listen, guys, I get it. Let's preserve the magic in the parks, shall we? Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm being a little bit too, uh, too cynical, but I, I'm a guy that let's keep it in the berm. Let's just keep it in the berm. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're going to be, uh, in the park someday soon. You're going to see a dapper Dan and you're going to be like, I, I've seen you somewhere before, right? Like in your house. Yeah. Oh, I really like that picture that you got framed That's behind cool. you. So like, That's uh, pretty cool. yeah. Anyways, um, my special guest is here so we can edit this segment in any special you want. guest. I love it. So continuing this great vibe going about talking about great moms, we have a fantastic and special guest with us. One of our moms is here. Whoa, the mother cloud. That's right. That's right. Uh, Aaron, I feel like this is yours to introduce here. 
Yeah, so I asked my mom uh, to come on the podcast because it's a Mother's Day episode. Uh, and so Judy, Absolute Humidity Robbins, joined us for the, for the podcast. And uh, say hi to everybody, Mom, so I can make sure your volume's good. Hi, everybody. Oh, oh man. Uh, Ju- Judy is here. I'm so excited. Scott's, I'm so excited. Scott Storm's very excited that you're here. Um, so we're just going to ask you a couple questions because this is a Mother's Day episode. Who's the we? It's only you sitting there. Oh, well, I have an imaginary friend <laughs> on my computer. and uh, Cute. Yeah. How old are I you? Call, Eight? I call him Scott Storm. <laughs> He's my friend. It never stops. You get older, you think your mom will stop making fun of you. He's a superhero, and his name is Scott Storm. (laughs) All right, so talk to us. We're going to talk about Disneyland a little bit. You were uh, going to tell me about your first memory of Disneyland. I had an aunt and uncle who lived in Buena Park. And so when I would see them, um, when they would come up north for, like, Christmas, he would always say, ask your dad, tell your dad to bring you down and visit. We'll go to Disneyland. And I knew about Disneyland, but I really had no idea about Disneyland and never went. Your dad never took you? Never took me. So when was the first time you went? When I was about 19. And when, what was that for? Why, why did you go? Why did you end up going? At that time, it would have been my fiance or boyfriend. I cannot hear you say the word boyfriend, mom. That's not, <laughs> that's not okay. That's not okay with me. When I was in college, <laughs> I was invited down to Southern California, Fullerton specifically, to visit a family. Part of what we were going to be doing was going to Disneyland. And so tell me about the first time you went. What do you remember? What's different? What do you remember? So I ended up going to Disneyland on New Year's Eve. Your first time in Disneyland is on New Year's Eve. Oh, man. You are spending New Year's Eve in Disneyland. Do you remember seeing Main Street for the first time, coming underneath a tunnel and seeing it? Not really, and we but talked about I, this earlier. This was in 67 or 68, yeah, so Walt had been dead for ago. a year or so. Well, and that was 50 years ago, for fifty over 50 years ago Yeah, for but me. you're pretty sharp. So, <laughs> <laughs> great Mother's Day gift with that comment. That was That's awesome. That's what you're getting to. So, I mean, I hope you enjoyed <laughs> it because nothing further is coming. <laughs> That's okay. This is the one. This is um, the one you get. So, I'm sure I did. I felt like it was pretty magical. All right, I have a question. I have a question. All right, Scott Storm's got a question for you. Uh, do you recall how dressed up you were when you went there? Because, of course, you know, uh, uh, modern dress is pretty uh, pretty casual, but, but back in the day, you, you know, you got dolled up when you went to something like this. Right. So definitely that was pre, you know, stretch denim, anything yeah, yoga like pants. that. It was pre-yoga pants. You wore, I don't know, probably slacks, and maybe I wore like Keds. Yeah. Okay. Like All the right. Musketeers. Heads and socks, yeah. perhaps. Oh, I always wanted to be a Musketeer. Yeah, I which one? Oh, Annette? I wanted to be a net. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> who, who didn't? <laughs> Join the club, Mom. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a net. She's great. Nobody wants to be Cubby. So Annette was my idol, and I would have loved to have been like her. Do you remember I... attractions that you went on? Oh, so um, this family. So they had a drawer filled with um, ticket books that they hadn't used. Yeah. Yep. So you would yep. pull them out. Yep. And then virtually no e-tickets were left. Yeah, they used all the good ones. They left yep. the yeah. Uh, they left yep. the uh, so Bantha fodder tickets. The a, B, and C you get to get on the carousel. There. <laughs> yeah, you can go as many times as you want. So I had no idea what the attractions were that were A, B, C, and D. I knew E were was. 
Let me How see. How would you have known that? Wouldn't you think that A would be the best and B would be the next best? And that yeah, you e would you'd... think, right? Yeah, it's like it's it's it's, it's, it's a, a weird order. grading system. <laughs> it is <laughs> E for excellent. Maybe that's Exciting. the marketing ploy. Yeah. D for you definitely like go on this one. More with an A ticket. Before before you go on that one, go on a C ticket. You can't hear what Scott's saying. It's only kind of funny. <laughs> it's funny enough. You're it's laughing enough. a lot. But please right. clarify that I'm not making fun so of your mom in this. We, he would like you to know he's not making fun of you. He's making fun of me. So you had said that you were aware of Disneyland, but you weren't aware of Disneyland. How were you aware of Disneyland? Did, did you have friends that had gone there? Or was it from watching the you know wonderful world, world of Disney on Sunday night or whenever that aired? Like how, how were you aware culturally of this thing, Disneyland? Well, I think everybody kind of knew about California, Southern California specifically, and then with the Mouseketeer Club and Wonderful World of Disney. So honestly, as I'm thinking about this, this was probably when I was a, a sophomore in college. So it was before I went to UC Davis, transferred yeah. to there. Yeah, yeah. So it was definitely when I was at actually American River. It was, I know that for sure. All right, I'd give you a high five, but you look like you don't want to touch anything. She just well, doesn't want to touch you. not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Happy thing. Mother's Day. I hope you enjoyed your compliment. Oh, and it's only one. That's so sad. No, it's one a year. <laughs> I love you. Wait, Happy Mother's wait, wait, Day. Wait, I, I have a question too. before your mom leaves. Scott a has a last leaves. question before you leave. If you could, uh, of all the attractions at Disneyland, which one is, is your favorite? I gotta say Peter Pan. Yeah, uh, that's good. good answer. Very good, good answer. Good, solid answer. I know which one your least favorite is, and I'm going to be sharing that in a little bit. Probably one I haven't ridden on. Oh, hey, Mom. Also, I started a podcast with my friend Scott. Can you get your friends to listen to it? You got to promote that on, on your social. Okay, Judy? I didn't know she was going to wear a face mask. Is she afraid of you? Yeah, she's terrified of me. I don't blame her. I spit I a lot in the house day. and breathe heavily. There's a lot, there is, there's a lot of moisture droplets when we podcast. There it's is. A reason why, it's the reason why I basically cover myself in multiple blankets. That was Judy Absolute Humidity doing a little reminiscing about uh, oh, growing awesome. up in California in the late 60s and Just awesome. go, going to Disneyland for the first time. Yeah, because it's Mother's Day this week. Uh, as as we, we were saying, have you recognized that it's Mother's Day on Sunday? I feel like I, I, I remember and then I immediately forget and then I remember, oh yeah, I got to do something. So are, yeah. are you taking care of your mom? Taking care of your mom this Sunday? Yeah, I had her on my podcast and... Uh, gave her a compliment and then i I mean what can we really do on you know we're we're doing the social distancing so there's you know there's there's that i don't i mean you know maybe there'll be something involved there's another listen my mother is three thousand miles away i can do absolutely zero for her she didn't fly in for the podcast what kind of commitment is that i tried to call her today to do a little research uh for the for the show and uh, she didn't even pick up wow she she didn't even pick up (laughs) you know she saw your name on it (laughs) you know she held her phone up (laughs) and it said scotty and she, she was, was like, like eh, nope, that, click. That's a hard pass. Don't have time today. No, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, I tried to get my mom's reaction uh, for our Mother's Day episode. I guess, well, that's something to aim for next year. But uh, because it is our Mother's Day episode, I felt like it's appropriate to talk about moms. Talk about Dis- Disney and Star Wars moms. Uh, so I'm going to throw this out for discussion. 
What do you think? You, do you have your list? Do you have a list of best and worst Disney moms? And I will say that that encompasses the whole of uh, the Disney pantheon. We'll say Disney, Star Wars, Pixar, even Marvel. Wow. I'm not including 20th Century Fox. I good, don't acknowledge good. that. I don't. Acknowledge I didn't that. include Star Wars in my in my best and worst moms list. But right. uh, it's fair if you want to. Totally. Fine. Do you you want to go? Uh, you you want to go? Oh man, I got to take a look at my list. I think we should I start got, with worst moms first, and then finish. Oh, well, on I got to make my note. I got to make my list. Okay, I'm going to start <laughs> off with my worst mom, uh, and that would be Bambi's mom. Interesting. Wow. Okay, really starting out with a banger here. All right, uh, Bambi's mom is one of the top three worst moms. And I know sacrificial and all that. It's just I don't like deer, and that's that's mostly the problem with that. I've killed two with my car. They've done thousands of dollars worth of damage to my car, and so I just, as good a mom as Bambi is, just making the list there because I don't like deer. Yeah, but that's not an issue regarding her parenting. That's an issue regarding her species. Right. So yeah. I feel That's like true. you're really you're really drawing a conclusion there that is uh, that is not really appropriate in terms of whether or not she's a good mom. Is she a good mom despite you, her being a deer? You, when, when I, you should have seen my car after I hit these deer. It, it was really messed up. One of them, not so much the deer's fault. I was trying to show my oldest daughter uh, uh, where Skywalker Sound was. So we're okay. driving on Lucas Valley Road there. And I'm like, hey, it's right over. My insurance company doesn't listen to this podcast. I don't think. <laughs> I <but>. hope not. Suddenly you're going to see an uptick in those rates. And then this uh, Wookiee deer jumped in front of my car and I blasted it. And so I just don't like deer. Also, here's an interesting topic, Scott Storm. Yep. Okay. Uh, Bambi in the movie Bambi is a boy deer. That's correct. Bambi feels like a like a like a it has become more of a female appropriate name. True or false? Well, yeah, I think we could agree. I, I mean, I don't know if any men named Bambi. I don't uh, either anymore. But, but maybe have you considered that uh, in the in the Forest Kingdom, where Bambi is a prince, that Bambi is a, per, a perfectly acceptable name for a uh, a boy prince uh, deer? Yeah, I'm accepting that. I just it just it always takes memory for me to you know to remember that that is a boy deer. Uh, Bambi's yeah. mom making making the top spot there. My next uh, worst mom is uh, Mother Gothel from oh, yes, yeah from Tangled. Uh, not because of all the evil, terrible stuff that she does to Rapunzel, uh, but because like, how do you have a tower like that and not theme it after a rocket ship? I mean, it's perfect. You paint the outside, you put little portholes on it, some some stabilizing fins at the yep. bottom, and Rapunzel gets to live in a in a life size rocket ship like she's a some kind of futuristic astronaut. Uh, Mother Gr- Gothel missing that opportunity. So for uh, me, M- Mother Gothel is also on my list. I will yeah. agree. Uh, she is uh, definitely definitely a bad mom. Uh, not only because of her own nefarious and villainous reasons, uh, but yeah, I feel like, uh, listen, if, if your intention is to keep your daughter in a tower for the rest of her life so that you can harness her power for magical hair, don't you want to make her tower as attractive and appropriate, uh, you know, attractive and, and interesting so that she won't want to leave? Like, don't you, don't you want to burn down the forest around that, that tower set? Every single time she looks yeah. out, she goes, I'm not going no, out I'm not there. Go, I'm not going out I there. I like it in the rocket ship. Just yeah, that's fine. right. Like, keep me in the rocket ship tower. Uh, yeah, I feel like she, I feel like she didn't think through this uh, situation very well. Good. Number three on my list of four, in case we had duplicates, uh, Mama Ida from The Good Dinosaur. And if you didn't like my reason oh. for not liking ba- uh, Bambi's mom, you're going to not like my reason for not liking Mama Ida from The Good Dinosaur. And that's just simply because I don't like that movie. Uh, I have never seen that movie. That's wow, how much really? I don't. You that's, made it out alive. That's what how much a, I don't a, like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that movie so much that I refuse to see that movie. Good for you My, taking a stance, Scott Storm. 
my kids, I saw my kids watching that movie one time and I poked my head in and I said, Knock it hey, how's the good dinosaur? And they all went, eh. <laughs> like, and th- this is the demographic for that. movie. Uh, we don't really get it. Is <sighs> it about dinosaurs? It doesn't, I don't know. So I, I, I can't. So uh, tell me why, uh, what's her name? Mama Ida. Mama is Ida. Okay, tell me why Mama Ida is not a good... You'll have to set the stage for me. Don't tell me the whole story, but but tell me why she's not a good mom. I think she's actually a fine mom in that movie. She's supportive of Arlo or whatever that dinosaur's name is. I just really wanted to double down on how much I, I, I was not a fan of the good dinosaur. Uh, yeah, okay. Most so times you just, with, yeah, you I'm being this really a unfair. platform to talk about a movie you didn't like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I really hijacked this whole, this whole segment. <laughs> but here's the thing. So many times I've watched a Pixar, a Pixar trailer. So many times I've watched a Pixar trailer and been like, ah, they, they fubbled it on this one. Fubbled is a word I'm going to use tonight. Fubbled. I like that. They, they really did fubble this one up. I can remember watching the Finding Nemo trailer and I'm like, oh my gosh, these guys have lost their marbles. What are they? They're going to make an underwater movie. They're going to do an hour and a half underwater with fish. And then I saw Finding Nemo and we immediately bought tickets to the next showing. I'm like, this is the most amazing movie ever made. Yeah. And so yeah. I saw the good dinosaur trailer with the, with the, the, you know, whatever shooting star asteroid, probably a asteroid or comet or whatever that goes over the top. Maybe that's the same thing. Um, and I was like, this is, this is not going to be good. I can tell this is not going to be good, but I've been fooled so many times by their trailers that I went and saw good dinosaur. And I was like, wow, they, they fubbled this one. Didn't good dinosaur get released like after another, like, eh, okay. Pixar movie. I feel like, I feel like this was on a downward trend for Pixar yeah, yeah. At, at one point. What was that? Was that Brave? Was it the like Cars Two? Maybe Cars it was Cars Two. two? Okay. Yeah, it felt nightmare. like it was. It was one of those ones where it's like, oh, is, has Pixar lost the magic? Yeah. Uh, but then they release Inside Out, and you're like, oh, oh my I gosh, yeah. everything's everything is right with the world. Last on my list of three, number four, Queen Iduna Aduna from Frozen. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Queen oh, yeah. Iduna, uh, and not 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 because of you know the, the leaving and then and the trying to like harsh her daughter's uh, emotions and tell her like to you know to you know not feel things and stuff like that. Not so yeah. much, but. I just don't know why they taught her or allowed her to sing that Let It Go song when uh, You're Welcome in Moana is a far <laughs> it's superior just a song. Far superior and song. so I just understand that as a parenting, you hear your kid going like, let it go. And you're like, no, no, no. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. For the snow the and the cold. And the moon and the sea. You're, you're welcome. welcome. You have ice cubes any day that you want. That's right. It's okay. You're welcome. I can do whatever I want because I have mystical winter powers. Nice. So that's the that's my top three, four worst Disney moms. So uh, I was going to say that the biggest fault with Anna and Elsa's mom, I think, is just the level of exposition that they give every night before they tuck the kids in for bed. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you're trying to get the kids down. Uh, you know, listen, you, you've had a long time day. ago when a king and a queen love each other very much. Sometimes. Now, let me sing you a song about a mystical river. And don't forget that water has memory. This is what sleep, I mean though? when I say water I'm, has I'm, memory. I'm super tired. I just want to go to bed. Hold on just one more moment. I need to cram about five more minutes of exposition oh, into Mom, this bedtime let story. It go. Oh, but you're welcome because <laughs> I gave you a lot of exposition. Uh, yes. Uh, now, I will say, uh, if you believe the uh, the theory that she, Anna, uh, Anna and Elsa's mom, also the the mother of Tarzan. Have you have you heard this theory uh, that, that the parents are? No, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, there's a there's this theory that like they they went into the, you know they they went and got shipwrecked, yeah. and when they got shipwrecked, yep, they were I've actually, yeah, yeah. Um, and that mom's a pretty good mom. 
Yeah. So that's all I have to say about that. Let's uh, get your worst mom. Scott Storm throwing down okay, so, on worst moms right here. So we, we already agreed on Mother Gothel. So yep. Mother Gothel, definitely uh, clearly one of the worst, uh, one of the worst moms. Uh, my, my other one, one of the other ones I have is Mrs. Banks for Mary Poppins. Okay. Mrs. Banks for Mary Poppins is clearly out of touch and just does not want to have anything to do with her kids. And I, and, and, and so, so much so that she hires a magical nanny to take care of them while she's uh, out uh, with the suffragette movement. And, and I'm not, I'm not discounting the importance of the suffragette movement, obviously clearly important. Uh, and, and so, so but please, the dog, please the listeners. Dog does more child rearing than the mom does. It's Mary yeah, I mean, Mrs. Banks, she's just, she's just really, she just is not interested in being home with the kids ever, ever. She's yeah. not interested in having any interaction with the kids. Um, almost to the extent where really Mr. Banks, who you think is the one who really doesn't want to have anything to do with the kids. He turns out to be the, the, the parent that really loves them the most. So, uh, Mrs. Banks, my number one, mother Gothel. Um, I also have, uh, um, princess Leia. Now mm. princess Leia, wow. uh, you know, she has, she has, she had one child, Okay. That child um, went straight to Annie. the dark side. This what do you mean? She had Ben Solo. Okay, she's a mother. Yeah, yeah. no, she's no, a mother. That's fair, fair. Had Ben Solo offloaded Ben Solo to uh, to her brother Luke to train. Uh, you know, he 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 has a uh, Luke has a vision of him turning to the dark side. Debatable about what happens, uh, depending on your interpretation of the Last wow. Jedi, whether or not that's a good or bad movie, whether or not you want to accept any of that as canon. Here's my thing uh, with the Sith, though, and when it comes to training, like there's always two Sith, right? There's the master and then the like the ment- the mentee. There's the mentor and the mentee, right? Like yep. there's always yeah. two, right? Some would so, call him an apprentice, but yeah, keep going. An apprentice, sure, but it, it's the whole. I mean, Sith- mentor mentee feels a little bit more corporate. <laughs> like uh, like we're gonna assign you this mentee. You're gonna train yeah, you him logged, up. Your, uh, you logged your hours, right? You logged your hours for today. Uh, <laughs> listen, the board's really honest for succession planning and so uh, it's really important for you to get your mentee up to speed here the whole sith regime though it sort of relies on the person being like a pretty decent sith but also a good educator and those things are not always the same thing so i just i feel like there's a flaw in the sith uh educational trajectory there because you know they have to be both educator and uh you know dark lord at the same time and that's a lot of work I mean, some would argue and say, well, Princess Leia is a good mom because she reached out with the last of her effort in order to reach Kylo and redeem him back to the, you know, turn him back to being Ben Solo. Some would say that. I would say uh, a little too late. A little too late there, uh, Leia. I mean, you, you let him... You let you let your your wild juvenile delinquent of a son run all over the galaxy, killing people left and right, uh, and you you didn't do anything about it. Yeah, let's spend a little more time raising our kids you, and a little you, less time noticing even... people's jackets. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. Can we can we just uh, be a little bit more focused on on what's happening? Control your kid is what That's I'm what trying I'm to say. That's General, control your kid, please. Okay. Do you have any other on um, your worst mom's list? I got, yeah, I got one more right, on my worst mom's list. Uh, this is sort of like an honorable mention because it doesn't fit squarely within the category of mom, but I'm going to say Wendy Darling. Wendy Darling from Peter Pan, uh, wow. not the best mom. You know, wow. she's, she's brought to Neverland for the purpose of being the mother of the Lost Boys and of Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tries to whip them into shape as much as possible, but ultimately, I mean, I think she's just... I, I guess you can't fault her too much. I mean, she's, she's just clearly a, She's overrun. in a nightgown the entire time, though, on there? Yeah, and she's like 12 years old. It's she's like 12 years to, old, she's in a nightgown. It's hard to parent when you're in a nightgown. When the nightgown comes on, the parenting kind of takes a pause for the night, I feel she's like. She's completely overwhelmed. I mean, yeah. listen, as the, as the parent of, uh, of three children, 
I feel, and I am a grown man, I feel completely exhausted at the end of the day. Totally. How can we expect a 12-year-old taking care of, of boys wearing uh, animal skins all day long and, uh, and playing pranks on each other and fighting pirates? How, I really, I guess, how can, you, how can you expect her to parent any well uh, or any good under those circumstances? But not a good mom. Not a good Best mom. Best mom's list for Mother's Day. We'll probably go through these a lot quicker. I'll go uh, first here. Probably not. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny from Finding Dory, the uh, the that uh, tang, the blue tang fish. Okay, Jenny. Okay, just like the effort with the shells and the waiting and the all that stuff. I got a uh, Helen just Parr sweet. from The Incredibles. Oh uh, yeah, Miss for, Incredible. Yeah, Miss, you know, all sorts of things. Probably should be number one on my list, and maybe it is. Uh, Eudora from The Princess and the Frog, uh, Princess Tiana's um, mom, seamstress okay. of New Orleans, yep. uh, wife to James, the widow of James, I guess. Just uh, a solid mom. Super solid mom. Just a solid mom, which is unusual in Disney princess movies, too. Yeah, I, I was talking about this, and it, it's, it's kind of hard to actually find a lot of princesses that have moms. A, a lot goes awry right. if you're going to try to have a mom in a Disney movie. I would just, yeah. Mrs. Jumbo from Dumbo, just because uh, yes. loving loving mom in a great name, just yep. you know, owning that Mrs. Jumbo name. Yep. I love it. And then I think we probably all have this uh, Mrs. Davis, Andy's mom from Toy Story. Not oh, taking that's my a good one. Out. I didn't even think about that one. Oh, well, look at that. Cool. So just one Mother's that. Day. I had my mom on the podcast. I asked her questions. I said, nice You're thing. winning this podcast. You're oh, really winning this goody. podcast. Just like how you, uh, you won a Zoom call earlier today. How did I um, win a Zoom call? Oh, well, everybody loved you on that Zoom call. You oh, know that. Right. You know that was true. Uh, Mrs. Jumbo, also on my list of best moms. Um, you know, she's, really? she's loyal. You put her yeah, down? yeah. Oh, I put yay. her down. Yay. I put her down as, as, I mean, she's definitely up there. She's loyal, right? She's protective. Um, she will kill you if you make fun of her son. That's right. And I feel yep. like, I mean, those are qualities of a good mom, just fiercely protective to the point of committing homicide against someone. So, yeah. Uh, I feel like Mrs. Jumbo got a bad rap. You know, they they uh, tied her down and took her away from her child. I really think the only fault that Mrs. Jumbo has is the fact that she named her son Dumbo. But mm. I guess not as bad as Bambi's mom no, Dumbo, naming yeah. him clearly a female name. Yeah. Uh, also on my list was, uh, was well, Amperu. I mean, okay. a, a, again, uh, it, I'll never stop singing the praises of Amperu. She's the unsung hero of the Star Wars, uh, of the Star Wars saga. Um, you know, she is the, the foster mother of, uh, Luke Skywalker. She's a provider. She endures, uh, uncle Owen's constant grumbling and yeah, complaining. She's talking some sense to him. She's like, look, man, at some point you got to like stop you using got, him for labor. Let the you birdie literally fly. don't cl- care about him. It's all about yeah. moisture evaporators for you. And y- you're treating him like labor. He is related to us by blood. He That's probably right. needs to go. sow some wild, uh, lightsaber oats. Just let him go. Let the boy be a boy. He has to spread his wings and fly. And, uh, you and think you that, uh, uncle, here. you think uncle Owen's, Owen's, uh, moisture farm is doing well. I mean, do you think other people look at him and they're like, uh, someday I'm going to be crushing it like Uncle Owen. Or is he kind of like a mid-tier or just not great at moisture farming? Like he That's does a not solid have a question. Ton- I'm, I mean, he's he's in the market for new droids to help out with the harvest. Okay. Um, he's Which not means he doesn't Luke have enough go- money to keep them on, uh, you know, for the entire year. He sells That's them true. back. He sells them back at the end of the season. I mean, you got to imagine he's doing well enough in the harvest that it, it's requiring Luke to not go to the Imperial Academy. Um, I mean, but maybe he's just cheap. That could be also the reason is that he just <laughs> refuses to hire hire day laborers. If when the Jawa Sandcrawler came up, it uh, played the Entertainer like it was an ice cream truck. And then Luke just runs out, right? Oh, come just on, runs out. 
yeah, that's right. Snow cone. Do you think? Do you think Uncle Owen Springs? Do you think Uncle Owen Springs for uh, for the ice cream truck when it comes by uh, the the Lars Homestead? No, I think that's. I think he thinks that's silliness. I think he thinks that. I think Aunt Baru though says, "Let the boy have. uh, Let the boy have a rocket pop. She's a good mom. Clearly, she's a good mom. Uh, My last one on three best is uh, is Lady Tremaine." from uh, cinderella okay uh, some would call her the wicked stepmother of cinderella yeah. Yeah. i call her a mom that loves her her uh her kids and uh and she's just trying to maintain some order i mean yeah. she loves and she's clearly blood before loves kindness Aunt- that's right she loves anastasia and drizella she supports them she wants to find them a husband she yeah. thinks that they that she thinks that in terms of uh, availability and attractability that they are going to uh, they're going to win the hearts of prince charming before cinderella does um she got into this marriage uh you know she she got she got cinderella top, as a stepchild is a shocker here that's, that's a shocking shocking number uh, one this is not this is not in any order but oh, it is uh, now but I'm yeah, saying no, it talks, it's not my fault that you didn't the, read the rules yeah. So those are the uh, best three, top three and t- uh, top three and the bottom three yep. uh, Disney moms. I would love to hear what our listeners think about this. You want to know something real quick, real quick? Uh, yes. We, so uh, much. we had my mom on the show. And we did. The, it was awesome. Here's what's so cool about my mom is that I didn't really even tell her what we were doing. I just went, I was like, hey, can you be on my podcast? And I'm going to talk to you about Disneyland. Is that cool? And she was just like, yep, that's cool. No, like, wait, you're <laughs> You're doing a podcast about Disneyland again? Haven't you already like failed at that three or four times? She was just like, I, yeah, I'll be on there with you. I talked to my dad today and I said, oh yeah, well, uh, it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, I launched a podcast about two months ago and it's doing really well. And my dad had zero response, nothing to say about it. Not even like a, oh, interesting or a, oh, what's your podcast about? Or even a, hey, what's a podcast? It was no response whatsoever. <laughs> as, so, as if you had uh, not said it. <laughs> It is that yeah. It's as it's as if we had a, a uh, connection disruption, <laughs> and then we just enough, got back on. Also, your mom's response today: she just ch- chose not right. to engage. I think I'm seeing a theme here yeah. uh, about my parents. My parents' availability to me. Um, so, Judy, so, absolute humidity. She's always been a, a su- you know a supporter of you know my my shenanigans. And the mom so. of the podcast right now. Yeah, the mom of the podcast. Maybe next year home. we'll have my mom on. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. We should. Uh, or, or I can have my mother-in-law on. I'd love to have my mother-in-law on the, on the show. She'd be awesome to talk to. Yeah. Awesome. Not like yeah. better than me, but good. Uh, better than you, uh, probably equal to Judy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not replacing you anytime soon. Good. Uh, I'm just saying that you're going to love talking to her. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so let's, let's say you wanted to build and now have you been to Disney with your mom? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. A bunch so of times. If, if you could, uh, give me, give me five minutes space. Mm-hmm. Tell me about how you would uh, build a day for your mom uh, in the Disney park. Because, you know, usually when we go to Disney parks, we're competing and jockeying for time. And I want to do this thing or I want to eat here. But if you were to say, Mom, this is your day in the park. We're going to celebrate you. What do you do for your mom? She's going to really like to hang out in the great moments with Mr. Lincoln room uh-huh. there. She's going to like yep. to look at the, the model of Disneyland in there. And she she was telling me earlier about seeing uh, Lincoln for the first time stand up and how um, amazing that was to see. Uh, and you always hear st- stories about that. You always hear stories on behind the scenes stuff of people seeing the animatronics of Mr. Lincoln for the first time and being like, Whoa, what is going on? Did he just stand yeah. up? And, yeah. and so I got to hear my mom talk about that a little bit earlier today. And that was great. Uh, but she's going to mostly want to watch the grandkids. She's going to want to watch them go, go on the rides and do things. So we're going to stick to small world. We're going to stick to storybook land. Um, and that uh, Mr. Lincoln, the art gallery right next to it there. And then we're going to do some it, shopping. 
Yeah, you, you said small world. So there's a, there's some dark rides, slow moving dark rides that you'll want to go on. Yeah, that I think are are good because they're they're good talking rides, and I can bore her with Disney trivia on them. And uh, she, did you know this? That, <laughs> yes, she really, I know, Aaron. You tell us every time. Yeah, yeah, she really enjoys that uh, monorail. A grand circle to her probably hook up a couple grand circles to her uh then i'm gonna get her some of those beignets i don't know i don't, yeah. I don't have it all planned out but um no that's that's what she wants she wants to watch the grandkids do her, their thing and go on some meandering rides around the park are you uh are, are you doing a an all-day rope drop to to park clothes or are you doing a modified hours for her yeah modified hours i think she'd like to be there uh early and then not bring in the closing of the park so yep. we're gonna okay. we're gonna we're gonna drop her off at around you know seven uh, yeah. i honestly think i honestly think that she would not have more of a blast i think she would have an equally good time walking around the actual disneyland hotel property and oh, just okay. sort of uh i think you can i don't know if you can anymore but you used to be able to go into the lobbies of the different towers there and each of them had kind of a cool art piece uh, or sculpture like a jungle cruise thing yeah, she's just the, taking it in yeah she she would like to watch other people on vacation she would like to go sit in the lobby and just kind of pretend that we were staying there and that kind of stuff yeah if, i mean my my mom I, I again i'm taking present day mom uh my mom loves uh two things two things for sure she loves shopping she loves coffee so I think we're going on a, like a whirlwind tour of all the Starbucks in, in, uh, in Disneyland and California adventure and, uh, and downtown Disney. I think we're probably going to spend How many a lot Starbucks of time. Is that, is that three Starbucks or is that three more? Starbucks? Okay. So that's, that's three Starbucks. Yeah. Nice. Um, I mean, I, I think, I think just hanging out on main street a lot at the, the Emporium and the, the candy shop there. I think we're going to probably spend a lot of time on main street. Um, I think that she would enjoy just sort of sitting at the hub and, and watching some people for a little while and just sort of getting the lay of the land and just listen to the ambient music, the ambient loop. Um, and, and so again, she's not going on thrill rides. Maybe she's going on dark rides. Honestly, I think, I think that she's, she's probably even passing on some of the slow moving dark rides just because of getting on and off the, the ride vehicles and that sort of thing. I think she's, I think she's probably happier to just go with us to some of those places and then just sit by until we get off, off the ride. And, you know, she's there to, to join us for, for, for food and snacks and, um, you know, I think, I think we, we take the, the Disneyland railroad in order to get other parts of the park, but she's not doing a lot of walking, you yeah. know, she's, she, she, we're not, she's certainly not, uh, you know, she's not doing the miles anymore that she used to. So I think we're, uh, we're, we're gingerly walking down main street. We're going through the different shops there. Uh, we're, we're getting on the, the Disneyland railroad in order to take us over to, uh, you know, uh, take us to the back of the park and, uh, and she's just enjoying time with us. And then, uh, you know, we go see, uh, we go see the parade. I think she, she'd love watching the parade. I think she'd love watching Fantasmic. So unlike uh, unlike your mom and Rope Drop, and I think we're probably more like a, a midday midday to close yeah. uh, so that we can take in the fireworks and Fantasmic. And here's what we're doing, both the, the storm and the absolute humidity thing, is that, uh, you know, close to the end of the day, sun sunset, we're walking our moms out down Main Street, you know, just walking them down there. The train pulls in. The Lily Bell is attached to the back, and we yep. prearranged there to be like uh, some some watercress sandwiches with the crusts cut off and yes. whatever, whatever moms eat. And we just take yep. them in there, and then it's just like, hey, uh, you know, you're, you're a good mom. And This one's for you, mom. Yeah. You we don't get to you. go anywhere on the train. We just had this nope, set up. You just sit you, there. You, you have just to get there. off, actually. They don't want you, you on can, here too you long. Can go check, you can take a picture in front of the train. Please don't get on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, touch the <laughs> Lily Bell. She was a special lady. That's right. Uh, You have any particular memories of of being in the park with your mom or any type of stuff? I do. Yeah, I have. I have uh, one that that spans the range of experience, which is why I like it. uh, Is 
one time we went, I went on the Zephyr with my mom, which is a, uh, the silver Zephyr, whatever it's called in California adventure. It okay. is a, is a silver rocket like thing that spins around. Have you oh, been yeah. on this? Yeah. 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 Uh, I know. I know what you're talking about. I have not been on it. Okay. Well, it, it's about as exciting as you think. It's top speed is about two and a half miles an hour at full sw- at full swing. Is it sort it's sort of like a, is it like a, it's like a swinging thing. It's like a, like one of those silly swings. Uh, it's, it's like the, the seats that you sit in, like the but, old B right. ride. It's like that, right. but it's a rocket ship holds i don't know eight people 10 people 12 people and it just kind of swings along very very slowly uh i would throw up on that yeah okay well i took my mom i took my mom on that and uh she was uh i mean she was pretty sure we were going fast i think in her mind we were going (laughs) we were going 70 or 80 miles an hour are are we actually in space and i was like no no mom we're not we're not we're not going that fast you literally could hop off at any time they don't actually slow the so she was, <laughs> is this a rocket to the rocket to Mars? What's going on here? She was, she was just, I mean, we were, we were moving and there was like a brother and sister in the front of it riding with themselves, you know, like just them. <laughs> and they were probably 10 and 13. And I remember the sister <laughs> just looked behind at us like, come down. As your, as your mom's just losing her mind. <laughs> yeah, just, like, Somebody me, slow this down. This is oh, dangerous. It's going to go around more than once then. I'm like, yeah, mom goes around like 20 <laughs> times. Like it's going to be a little bit. <laughs> just Woo! settle in and then this daughter this this like sister who was with her brother was like come on lady listen i i think i'm in your mom's camp on that thing again yeah. like that goes thing that, if that thing goes around more than one time again stop this please stop this madness i can't take it right now and then to her credit i i finally talked her into going on california screaming when it was california <laughs> screaming and she was a trooper and sat next to me on it and we launched off and i thought she was having a great time and i looked over at her after we uh, kind of were about to go on the little upside down part or whatever and she was a skeleton <laughs> and she, she was she was praying to be honest with you she was she was actually praying <laughs> and I thought she was doing a bit. I thought she was being funny. Like, oh, isn't it funny how sometimes people get so scared that they pray? But no, she, <laughs> but was, no. Act- she was actually no, She was terrified. calling out to our Lord. <laughs> please, please save me from this. <laughs> yeah. Those are my memories of my mom, my recent memories of my mom. But Trooper I, went upside down with me on a roller coaster. That's pretty impressive. That yeah. you could talk your mom onto getting onto California Screaming is pretty impressive. There is no way I could convince my mom of doing that. I mean, my, my mom is terrified of heights. And so I don't even think I could convince her to get on Soren. You know, and I'd be like, listen, mom, you're, you're only like 10 feet up. It's, it's, it's fine. You're not, I think she would just visually, I think she would pass out yeah, if yeah, we yeah. went on Soren. So, uh, yeah, I mean, kudos to you for getting her on California screaming. I, I don't have a lot of, um, I, I think I mentioned before that whenever I went to the parks, a lot of times it was for like a, uh, a trip that my dad and I would take out to California because I, I wasn't raised in California. I wasn't raised in Florida. I was, I was raised in Michigan. And so uh, whenever we would go to Disney, it was sort of like an event thing. Like we were going yeah. out for a particular reason. And while we were there, we were going to go to Disneyland. And, and a lot of those trips were just like my dad and I. Uh, it wasn't my mom. So my mom and I, my, my family went down to Disney World on a couple of occasions when I was growing up. So I don't really have a lot of park memories uh, I do remember my mom coming to visit me when I was working at the park. Like, so I was, I was in Toontown, I was in character and, uh, and my mom wow. came through. And so that was a really cool experience of like being, I think I was, I think I was Prince Charming the time that she came through. And so, so she like, came I, in as you were in character, you're not allowed to break character. You're not, not allowed to break character. Not allowed to break character. And you're allowed, you have to act like Prince Charming in, That's front, right. in front of your mom. 
What That's is right. that like? And, I mean, I can imagine that just being like, oh, Scotty, come. Yeah. Come. <laughs> they, Charming? She, are you serious? No. Nah, she played no. she played along with it. It's interesting because really? it's one of those things. It's almost like a Jedi mind trick type of thing yeah. because like they come in pretending like you're going to be their son and then you're not. You're this character. And then they just automatically like, oh, uh, thank you, Prince Charming. And uh, it's nice to meet you, Cinderella. Oh, my and gosh, so what a trip, man. It was, it was, yeah, it was interesting. It was, uh, so I, I, I have a fond memory of that. Uh, but, but not a lot of like going on things with my mom in the park. However, I do remember that when, uh, when I was a kid, they re-released, uh, Peter Pan into the theaters. And that was one of my mom's favorite movies growing up, uh, as, as a kid. And so she took me to go see, uh, Peter Pan at a, a local theater somewhere in Michigan. And I remember going to see that and it was just like, it was just me and my mom. And I don't know how old I was. I was probably, I don't know. I was probably like second grader, first grader, second grader, something like that. And, uh, and that, that was just like a shared memory. That was just my mom and I had. And, and obviously I've watched a lot of Disney movies with her over time, but that was one that's always been one of the ones that'll stick in my mind is like, I remember when my mom took me to go see Peter Pan. Yeah. It was my first that's time seeing sweet. Peter Pan and I loved it. Yeah. Just, just and so it, we're clear, that doesn't count as a park memory. Although no, it, it was a nice uh, memory. I just, I just wanted to let you know it doesn't. Well, count. okay, okay. Well, you just you just cut this out then. You just cut this out. No, I I'm going gonna, gonna to leave it in just, just for the people keeping score at home, guys. That does not. Count. Yeah, that you that you gave a real park memory about how you terrified your mother on yeah. a slow moving vehicle as well as a fast moving vehicle. No, it doesn't go upside down, mom. They just that's just for pictures. That's not even those aren't even real people. It's animatronics. The uh, the real ride just goes underneath it. Does it go in a circle more than once? <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. It just it goes okay. out and then it comes okay. back. You How can fast get does off this go? Would you say it goes you faster? Would you say it goes faster than five miles an hour? I will tell you this. It starts stopped and it also ends stopped. So if you really think about it, you're never really moving. Well, okay, Aaron, I'll trust you on this one. Yeah. And then, and then the countdown and the launch. And she was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? <laughs> and again, and, and she never trusted you again. That was, uh, that was one of the funnest things I, I they do. They do the, still do the launch on a credit coaster, but the music with uh, California screaming when it would play I the love little, that the, music, right? The little twinkle. And then it would, yep. you know, and then you'd blast off. I loved that. I did too. I, I, I did too. In fact, I, I still listen to that soundtrack. I still listen to the California Screamin' soundtrack. It's just a, it's just a phone. It's great. My kid, my kids love listening to it too. Like when it has that sort of, uh, that boardwalk, um, what's it, what's the, 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 uh, the instrument, the kaleidope. Is that right? The kaleidope. That sounds about the right. That's an instrument, right? A kaleidope. I don't want to do this podcast anymore. I'm sorry. It was just <laughs> grind. I I'm think sorry. what you're talking about I, is... Um, I'm, I'm apologizing not only to you, but to our <laughs> listeners, our three listeners. I'm so sorry. A colonoscopy? I've never, I've never heard of that no, being an ca- instrument kali- before. Kaleidope. Isn't that a thing? It probably That's an instrument, is. isn't it? Yeah. The, I mean, the you can't of... eat 24 hours before you play it or something? I don't remember what Oh, it my gosh. Uh, shut this thing down. <laughs> shut it down. What's the next uh, topic there, Scott Storm? Well, we're supposed to be playing Freeze It, Raise It, Plus It, but I felt like we spent a lot of time this episode talking about a lot of things. Uh, I feel like every single week we make a promise to play Freeze It, Raise It, Plus It. All right, I'm going to give you, you give me one, I'm going to give you one really quickly. Okay. Freeze It, freeze it Trash It, Plus It. We're calling it Freeze It, Trash It, Plus It now? Yeah. I think that's what, I think that's what the crowdsourcing has revealed. Okay, I'm going to give you one. Freeze It, Trash It, Plus It. Really quick. It. See, Freeze It, Raise It, Plus It rolls off the tongue so much better than Freeze It, Trash It, Plus It. Yeah. Okay. Frontierland shooting gallery. Do you freeze it? Do you trash it? Or do you plus it? Ooh, I like it, man. I, uh, and we we play it a lot, or you know, we do it a lot. So uh, I'm gonna plus it, but just uh, just slightly. Okay, tell me how you plus it. 
The only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to maybe connect the score to some kind of smart app or something where I, you know, where oh, it's got some okay. Toy Story, some Toy Story action where I can see the highest score of the day. That uh, you can and, maintain your score. Yeah, yeah, that, that's all I'm doing to it. I really like it. I'm a, uh, you know, little known fact about me. I, I'm not a big fan of guns, but I love shooting galleries. And anytime there is a shooting gallery at like a Cabela's or a Dick's Sporting Goods or yep. uh, in old Sacramento, there's one and the Disneyland one. Uh, I'm a big fan of shooting galleries. I love oh, this. Yeah. There's something wonderful about the cause and effect of, of those things. Um, I got it. What is that place called? It's on I-5 on the way down to Southern California. It's like a really big truck stop area. Yeah, Westernville or Westernland or... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what it's... It, what is that called? I don't know. I've never Western. stopped there, but it's called like uh, what? Lompoc Valley. It's called like Cowboy Hatville. Spur Station. It's called... Uh, it's called Hi-Ho Ranch. I don't know what it's called. I can see the sign. I can see Keep it going. in my head. Keep going. Oh, it's called. It's called. Boot. It's called Bravo. Go ahead. Yeah, Bravo Land. Bravo Farms. Bravo Farms. Bravo Farms. Bravo Farms uh, has is littered, littered with shooting galleries. Oh my goodness! Let's go on a yeah. road trip. Yes. Well, on the next time, the next time we go down on a road trip to Disneyland. Uh, we are stopping along Bravo Farms. It's it's a uh, it's like this crazy awesome truck stop on I five, and uh, not only do they they have all the you know all the tourist trap souvenir stuff. The whole thing is themed like a uh, uh, like a, a mining town or like an old west town. And inside Bravo Farms, there's just like one shooting gallery after another. Oh. You pay like fifty cents, and then you can just do this shooting gallery, and then there's another one. It's awesome. It's awesome. All right, I have to give you one. A freeze uh, it. I'm, I'm going to give you my plus it. On oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine yeah, yeah, was please. also plus it. Yeah, yeah. And my, my plus it is what I would love to do is I would love to create interactive elements throughout Frontierland that are triggered by hitting targets in the shooting gallery. So, so for like example, it, you could shoot something and then something on Thunder Mountain happens. Like, yes, like I'm thinking goes like, off or something. right, you hit an exploding barrel at the shooting gallery and then uh, there's an exploding barrel that blows up with water somewhere along Frontierland. All right. Are you ready for my quick, just real quick, freeze it, get rid of it, keep it the way it is, keep it the way it is, well, get rid of it. We really lost the brand of this game. <laughs> I know it's all over the place. <laughs> Freeze it, freeze it, raise it, it, plus it, raise it, plus it. Did you yeah. notice that in a Zoom call we had somebody else use the word ra- the, I was so the proud of phrase? them. I was like, see, it is a real world. You guys, it is a word. A, it is a, a real word. word. You guys are nuts. Okay, so freeze it, get rid of it, plus it. Yeah, this one's for your mom because it's a call out to your, uh, from something you talked about with your mom earlier. Soaring over the world. I'm going to trash it. Wow. Be, uh, I'm going to trash it. Wow. I, I'm, I'm going to say it's a lot of real estate space. Uh, the, the KUKA arm, uh, mechanism was novel at the time. Uh, it feels like just being on a ride that is, uh, it's just, it feels like being at an IMAX to me. Uh, I feel, I feel like in Are you a, in trashing a, in it a, even as, even as uh, soaring over California or only as soaring yeah, over I, the world? I, I, no, trash it. You get, it's down to rubble. It's down to rubble and make room for something else. No matter which I feel version like, of the ride it is. Yeah, I feel like in an era where screen-based rides have now become prolific at Universal uh, and they're starting to peep their way over into Disney, I feel like Soren is one of those. It's almost like a circle vision 
right? It's almost like Circle Vision was great when it came out. At some point, you had to acknowledge it's time for Circle Vision to go away. We're going to put something else in there, and you get you know, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like Soren. It's it's time to retire Soren. No no updating the movie is going to help it. It's time to put something else in there. I am going to plus Soren over California. Ooh, look at this. Yeah, I uh, adore airplanes, and I adore that part of California history, and a lot of that happening in the Burbank-Glendale airports. So I love it. I love the whole thing. Uh-huh. T- to me, that queue is not one one sixteenth, one thirty second of what it could have been. Well, that's a th- I mean, that's another reason I say get rid of it. It's so, just a boring queue. It is. And so for me, what's happening in this ride is that you're getting on, you're getting on the, the ride itself, uh, it's going to be more like a like a haunted mansion where you're you're bordering this eight car thing and then it's moving you through you know like a machine shop and like you're 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 going through people working on planes and that kind of thing there's some story going on and then at the end of the ride uh, you're sort of moving out onto airstrip and then it hooks on to the the hook ah uh, yes okay and then you get a second experience at the end of the ride of of the flying part of it but it's, it's okay it's a so dark you're ride. saying the the queue experience is also an attraction yeah it's a dark ride at that that the the cars themselves un, not unlike a detachable high speed quad chairlift and skiing uh, the the thing hooks onto something and then you do yeah. the flying part of the ride and then you you deboard it so it's it's the full airplane experience from you're definitely extending the life of that by doing like an additional attraction experience in that uh, but let me ask you a question okay. do you does does it feel like do, to you does it feel like you're actually flying does it does Soren make you feel like you're actually flying no. Yeah, no, not even when it was soaring over California. It just, I love California so much and the music and the way the music scores change to Napa and Lake Tahoe. I mean, it's mostly, I mean, that, that ride is mostly selfish for me. It's it's picking out places I've been and, and you know, all that stuff. And being I like, was hey, there. That's, the- that's my house. Yay, Nito. Yeah. Palm yeah. Springs. So I don't know. I liked it for that Orange reason. Orange scent. I love it. Yeah, I did like that part. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, but no, it, it, I mean, it never really felt that way. And, and the screen has not, kept up so that's always tough with those rides it is tough it is All tough. Right. but I, I but i do like your idea of of making the queue a separate attraction experience and then hooking that in that would definitely that would be that would almost feel like an epcot uh type of experience to me yeah. where it's like it's educational but it's also thrilling and it's long that would you know now you're talking about a long ride experience which yeah that'd be great That'd be great. I'd love it. For all those moms out there listening to the podcast, thanks for what you do. Thanks for the hard oh days that uh, that you spend getting the kids up, getting the kids ready, uh, getting the kids out the door, somehow getting food into the kids, getting them into a theme park, uh, making sure that they uh, you know use the use the bathroom and have lunch and finish their food. Just all the all the things that you do. Everything. I know I, that dads do that stuff too, and it's not just but, but not not the way moms do it. There's I'm, listen. I'm sorry. Uh, there's no way that dads do it the way moms do it. Moms are amazingly proficient. Uh, I'm like, well, when's the last time you ate? I mean, was it today or was it yesterday? I actually asked my wife today how to make iced coffee. And she (laughs) looked at me and said, are you serious? And I said, no, no, no. Like, is there a way to, she goes, empty the coffee into a container and put it in the refrigerator. And I said, stopping a baby. And I said, well, can I just put the carafe in there? And she said, you'll crack the carafe. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and I just, there's just so much that my wife does. I don't want to do adulting anymore. Head and shoulders better than what I do. There is no way my, my kids, there's no way my kids have a quality childhood or even a survivable childhood without, without my wife's effort. So to all of the moms out there, 
and especially during this time, yep. like our, our hats are off to you. We thank you so much for, for sure. everything that you do. For all it's the moms amazing. that, uh, that, that check the, their, their cell phones for messages from their kids when they should be paying attention to other people, our, our hats off to you. Happy Our hats are off to you. And to everybody else, thanks so much for, uh, for listening to uh, Bob Says and Banthas. Man, we, we love making this show for you, and we, we hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Uh, we release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, if we just got released there, in uh, 20 international countries. Apple sent me a, uh, a little, little note letting us know our, our distribution had been expanded. Yeah, we've gone international, baby. We have. This is an international podcast. So listen, if we are not where you want us to be, let us know because we want to be there. So, uh, you know, let us know so that we can put the show there for others to listen to. Please be sure to subscribe. Uh, we would absolutely love it if you left us a review on iTunes. You, ne- you can actually do it in the app now. Uh, we're doing five stars right now. It really helps other people to, to find <laughs> the show. We're doing a discount on five stars right now. You give us five stars and we say thanks. It's a, it's a special limited time deal we got going on. That's right. That's right. You stars. give us five stars. It's a five. If we're having a blowout sale on five-star reviews uh we'd love to know what you think of the show it helps other people find the show so please leave us a, a review and rating um you can visit us on bobsledsandbanthas.com you can email us at info at bobsledsandbanthas.com you can follow along with us on instagram when we uh when we post on there and we're doing some uh, instagram live it's been really fun to do instagram live it's a good it way fun. of getting prepped for the show and we love interacting with our uh with our our, our you know our, our listeners in that so you can follow us there uh we're at bobsleds and banthas you can follow aaron at aaron robbins i'm at hey scott storm hey scott hey what beignets beignets <laughs> hey uh listen uh he's Thanks. been aaron i've been scott see you next you've week. been our listener and uh we'll see you next week walt disney's magic kingdom disneyland is growing every day this saturday night Synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound, yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.